Welcome to The Kingstonian, a podcast that profiles individuals who are passionate about what they do for a living, about what organization they belong to, or simply passionate about the community they are a part of. Hello there and welcome. My name is Dave Cunningham. Diversity. You've heard the word. We should have diversity in our schools, in our houses of government, in our police forces and military, even in our award shows. But how should we define the word diversity? On today's show, a conversation with local businessman Jimmy Hassan, an immigrant from Pakistan with his own take on diversity. Jimmy, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me too. We are going to talk about a number of things on the program today, but uh, one of the issues that we hear a lot of talk about is immigration. We know that immigration has to happen in Canada so that our economy grows, but there are some people who fear immigration for a number of reasons. Maybe they fear that immigrants will take their job or that immigrants will take over. And what I feel that we need is simply more communication on all sides. So that's why we're talking to you today, because you are an immigrant to Canada. You came here 20 years ago, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. So let's go back and trace your journey from Pakistan, which is where you were born, and talk about why you decided to leave Pakistan. Okay. I have uh, have talked about this one um, many times, and... um, with the many people and the many, uh, magazines and TV shows and also the, some, some radios too. I will speak with my, my myself, but I think, I believe it's the story of every immigrant. Um, as a young, um, 18 years old, 19 years old, uh, I have a dream that uh, having a very well-settled and successful life, and I have a dreams about my life, my children, my family, um, about my car, about my home, uh, growing up in, in a country where there was very less opportunity for uh, the people living with the poverty, under the poverty. And my family was living under poverty family. My father was um, a medical practitioner, um, kind of nursing, but people at that time, people have no money to buy the medicine. So they exchange medicine for the food, but we need money to buy the medicine. Uh, from so this is story. So I, I lived a different type of life, but I don't believe that every immigrant come here these days. They they live that life. Uh, not gonna go to the details because many people know already that that story. But to your question, that people has the fear in any country where immigrants uh, choose to be uh, as as the future citizen. They don't have to uh, fear. It's nothing to fear. The first thing is as an immigrant myself, I've experienced that. Immigrants take all those jobs, the job, the citizen or the people for that country, for that city, don't want to do it. We call mm-hmm. our jobs. Myself, I started as a busboy. I clean windows in the morning, a dry, a wash of the driveway, the drive through windows and clean and prep then, and then slowly, slowly, I uh, move into it. And that restaurant has a difficult time to find the people for, for that job because it's only three-hour, four-hour job, which I don't mind because I was desperate for it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is all those jobs is available all, as of today, as a, being a restaurant owner. I have those art jobs available, but I don't have a people who want to come and do it. Being right. a small business owner, 
I don't have enough budget to keep hiring people and let them go, keep hiring and let them go. The people look for the better opportunity, and as employer, we look for the better employee who can continue to grow with us and then help us to grow. That fear is, uh, I think, is a fake. It's, it's not a strong fear. They, they should not have that fear. And many immigrants come to the, the, this country with the skill. And uh, I also many bring their uh, cultural values with them, political value with them. They bring some money with them. So they, as soon as they landed here, they contribute back into community. But I don't feel that we take job away from anybody's job. So the stereotype that we talk about a lot, which is that immigrants are doing the jobs no one else wants to do that are already here, is what you're telling me? Yes. Okay. Yes. A lot of people are coming over as immigrants who have skills that they have earned in the country from which they come, but they are skills they can't use here because they don't have the right piece of paper or there isn't an opportunity for them to take on that particular job. So they'll do anything just to put food on the table is what yes. we're, we're talking yeah. about. That is the difference be, between immigrant community and the people born and raised in that particular country and in the city because they have opportunity available. I often talk about it. The opportunity and the privileges I have been given, I earn it. Where I am today, I did not steal it from anybody. Right. I work hard. I have a business with a half a dollar, half a million dollar worth it. I put hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars down for that 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 business. I did not steal from anybody that. No. I earned that money. I saved that money. It's mm-hmm. the different is between the people living in the country and migrated. We have different dreams. We have different goals, and we have a set goals because if if I want to be a business owner, I set my goals. I need to save the money. So I will, I will not go to the movies, I will not go to the TV shows, I will not go to the concerts, I will not go to ski, I will not go to see the hockey game. So all those money, I will save it. Yeah. In, compared to me, for you, if you have a 9-to-5 job and you're making $40,000, you will like to go to, to the movie, you will like to go to the dinner with your wife and family, and you will like to entertain yourself more than you can save. You want to buy a new car. I, in 30 years, being in, in out of my country, I never buy a brand new car. That's the first thing. I always mm-hmm. u- buy, buy a used car. car. Yep. And I buy on cash. I don't buy on borrowing. Uh, borrowing. Okay. You know. So this is different. We save that money and we invest back in, into the business. That's how I did it. Now I employ eight people. I provide them the job. I provide them all the, all the benefits um, as possible. But... Versus that, I don't have any benefits beside of the business. Yeah, I have to pay for everything for, for myself, yep. my retirement, my medical, then everything else. So for for my family, my children probably will not be eligible for OSAP if they go to the college or university, and then my children may may not uh, eligible for any any other other benefits. The other people are getting it, but just compare that. I pay sixty thousand dollar tax on my business payroll every year. Mm-hmm. I pay six thousand dollar tax on my house every year. I pay tax left to right. But what I'm getting back if my wife gets get sick, I don't have uh, uh, no, 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 no such yeah. law that I can take time off from work and the government will mm-hmm. pay me for it. But if my employee has that situation, I will pay for it. 
So just in case people don't know, is that you own a pizza pizza franchise yes. located on a bath road, and it's something, a business you own and, and you purchased. I want to go back a bit just to get some sense as to how Canada ended up being your destination. So when you left Pakistan, I think you told me once you went to Japan first. Yes. And then you ended up in the States. In the States, yeah. And then you ended up in Canada and bounced around between Toronto and Montreal before deciding to stay in the middle. That's true. That, that, that's true. So, so why Canada? Why choose Canada? Well, um, from the United States, I went to the United States because I have the first opportunity uh, in the United States. I was, um, uh, I will share this one with you. I never probably tell anybody. The color of the flag, red and white, is, is something is always my weakness is always appealing to me. Everywhere I travel, I see that color or that flag anywhere. Um, sometimes we go, go to Islamabad when I was in high school, the trip, and I saw that color. It's more appealing and uh, a catchy color for, for me. And then somehow I just start dreaming that I want to go to someday Canada. In the Canada, it was the country, in, in our country, uh, the people don't talk much more about it. So it seems to be more and more peaceful. Uh, the uh, community and the society, as, as a Canadian, they're more tolerant, probably, peaceful, and they accept other, other people more. That was the history behind it. So that's why it's always in my dream. But I, it was difficult for me to get to Canada in the first place. Uh, I need money for it. Yeah. I don't have money, so I choose Japan to go to work, save the money. Then I came back to uh, my country, and then I want to come to Canada, but couldn't make it anyway. I have no, no links and no other opportunity to come. So I have the opportunity to go to the United States. So I did not choose the United States by choice. It was just I got the opportunity to go there. Mm-hmm. So I wanted close to somewhere. But then I gave up the dream to Canada um, because I landed into the United States. So I'm going to sit there. So I, when I was there, um, I had to apply for the asylum because on my p- political background, so I was involved back home in the political at the young age. And to the threat, threats and all, all the other uh, things was... Uh, family difficulties. So I was on asylum. Asylum was not taken uh, place as the final decision. So I was not sure that I can live or I cannot uh, um, work or when they will ask me to leave. So it was kind of fear. So one day I was um, talking to a friend of mine who, um, who was living in Los Angeles. And uh, he said, hey, I saw an ad in the newspaper that Canada is looking for the immigrant who has the skills, the skill labor. Right. I said, well, I don't have any skill. I'm just working at the restaurant. So we ended up to talk to somebody in Toronto, the lawyer, the law firm. He asked me the documents. I gave them the documents. So somehow I qualified. The, 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 it was a, score, a point system, I think. So uh, I have enough points to apply for it. And I did apply, uh, apply for it. And it, I think it was a time for me to come here. And it was my children meant to be born here. And I meant to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. So the Lord Almighty has... M- Paved the path for, for me uh, without any struggle. And, and I think this is something that uh, those of us who grew up in Canada don't have a good sense of in terms of how difficult it can sometimes be for immigrants to go from where they are to where they want to be. All the paperwork and the rules that they have to abide by. And it's not an easy job just to pick a country and move there. Yeah, no, that, that, that's true. But in, in my personal experience, it's, uh, I always believe the Lord Almighty, if you have the will, then it's a way. Right. So my will to find a place where I can settle with the peace and I can pursue my dreams 
and I can have the opportunity to earn privileges. And um, if I have given chance to also uh, show and give back to that country, to, to, to the community who I am and what I can do for the, that, that country, that was, uh, that, it was given to me by the Lord Almighty. Mm-hmm. So I didn't struggle very much. But again, I think it's thanks to the Canada who has that opportunity, created opportunity for, for those, those people who are willing to come here. And that's what I got the opportunity. It was it was system that was offering you the opportunity, and the people was willing to accept you. And then you know it it, it was very easy for me to do it. I applied for the documentation, and it uh, took me about two years. And then I have I was interviewed at the Los Angeles uh, consulate, and then I was just approved right on the table. They asked me to come, but I didn't know that the life I'm going to start here. I didn't dream. Uh, I have the dreams, but I know if 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 will come true. It's the reality. It's the yeah. reality now. But I'm living in the real world, world now and very happy and very proud. Okay, Jimmy, we're going to move on to another topic. And we're going to talk about the Diversity Community Dinner. You host this dinner. What was your original thinking behind this dinner? There are a few things. Uh, when, when I started the, this dinner, I want to start the, this dinner as a token of appreciation to the people, uh, to, to the people um, of the city and the country, is include the politicians, the business, the, my customers, and my business who contributed uh, to let me have the opportunity and let me have the privileges. Let me share the city, the culture, the society, everything I have, they let me share. They give me the opportunity. I want to tell them that how proud I am to be part of them and how thankful I am on behalf of my family here and back back home because I am only the provider and then I am providing them what, what they need. It was kind of appreciation for me. Also, I want to start calling it diversity dinner because I want to send this awareness and the education purpose to other immigrant community, that we are linked to each other. Uh, as, as immigrant, we come here, we get saddled, but then we, we forget that what we have the uh, responsibility, what, why we are not thinking to give back to the community, give back to the city, play a role as, as, our, as our, part of our responsibility. We all exercise for our rights, but we are slowing down or slow down for our exercising our um, responsibility. So that was another idea behind it. So I want to send the awareness. We should thank to each other, to promote each other, and to motivate each other to be part of each other, to create a better, safe, the society who accept each other and create more tolerance among us. So you are putting people together to sit down and have dinner, people that would not normally sit down and have yes. dinner together. So how many people typically would you invite to a dinner started, like this? We started the first dinner, it was about 100 people. The second dinner, about 170 people. The third dinner was about 200 plus. And um, the fourth dinner end up, we have 275 people. And uh, last year, we, uh, we controlled the numbers because uh, the place cannot host many people. So it was, I think, 175 again. And this year, we are targeting about 150 people. So you told me before we started recording that your wife does all the cooking? She does all the cooking. We, uh, not, we don't charge anybody anything. We uh, 100% sponsor, and we just ask the people to donate their, their time. 
and she does all the cooking. She's a, she's a very passionate cook, and she likes to cook the uh, Pakistani food, and we also let the people have the opportunity to taste a real um, ethnic food from Pakistan. And then that's, that's how she has a passion for it, and she always a good wife playing a good role to sporting what I think, what I try to promote. So because you own a pizza, pizza franchise, the dinner is not pizza? No. <laughs> Everybody eats pizza most of the time, so <laughs> we want to keep it away. So. And you're thankful for the fact that people eat pizza most of the time? Uh, yeah, I'm very thankful for their contribution to my success. Now, you're very community-minded. Uh, when I talked to people and I told them I was going to interview Jimmy Hassan, they go, I know that name. Where do I know that name from? And I think a lot of it had to do with you running for municipal government last November. Yes. And um, some of it uh, may be some of the other community things you do. But you also do a show on Kojiko Cable where uh, you invite guests onto the program. It's called Community Voices. And what prompted you to get involved in that? I always uh, have the feeling to not being a politician, but... I like the politics. I believe the politics is a, is a profession. It's a very clean and a very good profession, very important profession. It's as important as the doctors and engineers are because the politicians are who create the system. And the system they created, because of that system, I am here. But we also have flaws. We have also problems in, in that, that system. And I want to contribute giving back to the community from that platform i have the opportunity so what we uh, on that show i want to get the ordinary people to get their view on the different topic and the different issues how they like to see um, uh, our city or our country to grow for a better future uh, for our, our children or how we can how they see that we should create um, a society which is more tolerant and has the idea of acceptance for our next generation, how we can build a better society for tomorrow. And that was the um, motivation for me to put the show together. And we explore, actually, I bring the guest who we can talk about the sociopolitical issues um, in the Kingston, sometimes also national too, and sometimes international too. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here in terms, you have a foundation that you've set up. Tell us about the foundation. What does it do? But the foundation called uh, Canadian Colors Kingston Foundation, the colors is representing the people, um, and people are diversity. The narrative of diversity these days are, is labeled to particular group, which is you, you can say either immigrant or color people. Being an immigrant, being a Canadian, I'm not agree with that. The, my thoughts about the, uh, the, the way I look at the diversity is you and me, we both diversity, because we think different. We speak different, we eat different food, we believe political and religious, uh, religious values different. So we are diverse. It's not only diverse because I'm an immigrant and I have a different culture. We all have a different culture in the, this country. Mm-hmm. And that's that what I'm trying to promote this narrative through that foundation. To me, we are all diverse. We all one community. May we have a different colors, a different part, but we are all Canadian at the end. And we are color of Canada. So that's, the foundation is meant to be promote a little bit more diversity, multiculturalism, and bring the peoples together at one, at, at one place 
to respect each other's values, the cultures, the thoughts, the beliefs, help them to continue to believe that, and promote each other's values among us to make a stronger and better, diverse and multicultural community we, we are living in. Kingston is growing, the uh, fastest growing multicultural city is now. So it is, we need to work together. Mm-hmm. We need to understand this, that you cannot change me, I cannot change you. So why we cannot be just together? Why we don't accept each other? Right. Why we don't, uh, you know, um, appreciate each other? What you believe? But our goal is the same. We want to look peaceful, prosperous Canada. We need to, our children grow the stronger and prosperous is a peaceful country and promote us and compete the whole world with this peaceful and acceptance and tolerance as a, as, as a country. And that's what the Canadian color will do. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, we've run out of time on the program. I want to thank you very much for coming in. Appreciate all that you do for the community, and it was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you very much for having me. And the uh, last message for the community, I may not... Uh, you know, speaking very, very well, and I couldn't say because of the time shortage what we want to say. But I'm very proud Canadian, and I want to appreciate everyone who has contributed to help me to become a Canadian. And thank you very much for having me again. Thank you. Jimmy Hassan, and check out his show on Kojiko Cable. It's called Community Voices. Theme music for the program is Stasis Oasis, a tune written and performed by Kingston musician Jim Aylesworth. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any of our episodes, please send a note to the Kingstonian Podcast Facebook page. This is Dave Cunningham from Kingston, Ontario. Thank you for listening. Until next time.